guys, welcome back to the Six Side Cultural Podcast. We're finally all back. All the boys are here. Joe, Franchetta, Danny, we're all back. What's going on? What's up, guys? How's it going, guys? Well, uh, you know, me, uh, Joe, and Franchetta are going to be in a different note. Obviously, Roma won, Juve won. Uh, Napoli had a disappointing result that we'll get into in a, in a little bit. But quickly, just to recap, we had two match days since the last podcast we recorded. We had match day 15 on this past weekend and 16 as well. Uh, so yeah, start off the weekend quickly. I'm going to recap all the games, really what happened. Roma Sampdoria, one up and win for Roma. Big win, uh, the pitch was a disaster. So, uh, I was happy to see the team come out there and get the win. It was a tough, uh, tough circumstances, but we, they didn't pull it off. So that was good to see. Inter Crotone, uh, Inter uh, Crotone in a grave, uh, 6-2, uh, speaks for itself. Atalanta Sassuolo, I expected it to be a closer game, but uh, 5-1 for Atalanta. Sassuolo got buried as well. Uh, Cagliari Napoli, Napoli, uh, first half was um, a little closer, but second half, Napoli came out and uh, destroyed Cagliari, so good for them, big win. Uh, Fiorentina Bologna, 0-0. Fiorentina went from uh, beating Juve 3-0 to drawing uh, Bologna, can't score a goal anymore. Uh, Genoa Lazio, 1-1, disappointing result for uh, Lazio there. But I'm happy to see my boy uh, Mattia Destro getting a goal, so happy to see that. <laughs> and then we also had Parma Torino. Torino won 3 nothing. Uh, first win in 25 years for Torino, uh, trying to avoid a relegation. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't remember the last time they won a game. They're celebrating like they uh, won the Champions League, so that was good to see. <laughs> uh, Spezia Verona, another pitch that was a disaster, but uh, Verona came out on top, one nothing. And we also had Benevento uh, Milan, two nothing win for Milan. Some people would say the penalty was uh, controversial, but everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And then we had Juve Udinese top off that match day, match day 15, and Juve won 4-1 against Udinese. Impressive display. Uh, Ronaldo was fantastic that game. I'm sure Joe Franchetti uh, can agree with that. It was an amazing, yeah. one of the better games played this year. Yeah, probably the best game of the season for him. Yeah, definitely so. Fantastic there by Ronaldo. And now moving on to this match day. Start breaking it down here. Where should we start? You know, all three guys are bone. Juve, Milan, Joe, you start off and try to join in. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, you're going into this game. It was uh, pretty much a must win for Juve. We couldn't uh, drop points to especially Milan being first place. Uh, you know, going into the game, we had a couple of COVID cases with uh, Sandro and Quadrado. And uh, we didn't know if the game was going to be played uh, the day of because they still had to do the, the test. But uh, thankfully, it was all it was all good, and the game uh, kept going on. Uh, also, Milan had a couple players out, Zlatan, and uh, a couple of their midfields. Sonali had a red card, so it was good uh, in our favor for that, that Zlatan wasn't there and uh, Ben Asir and those type of players weren't available. Um, I think we started the game off well. I think, uh, you know... When you have to win the the games, you need a win. Uh, I don't think no team in the world could uh, could really beat us when we're really uh, 100% focused. But we have to be like this every game. We can't always be like this only when the big games uh, come around. Uh, I think Keza was the man of the match. I think, you know, going to this game, I was worried about that right-hand side because Theo Hernandez, he was, uh, he's probably the best left-back that we have in Serie A and probably one of the best in Europe, uh, not only this season, but even last in uh Keza just uh, de- demolished him all game. It was Keza was uh, really uh, played the best game I- I've seen him play in a Juve shirt since he arrived. Uh, and I've been saying it all season long that he should be uh, starting on the right hand side, and Quadrado should be on, you know, on the bench or or if we need him to be on the left uh, the left back left wing uh, position because 
when Keza plays at it, when Keza plays on that right hand side, I think that one on one, a lot of players can't really defend him when he's on his uh, on his game, and uh, he has a perfect uh, link up with DiBala and Ronaldo. So that first goal was all Keza. He went by uh, Hernandez, passed to DiBala. DiBala with a great flick. Uh, DiBala has been starting this uh, 2021 uh, off to a great start, and that's uh, that's what Yuba fans want to see from him. Uh, you know, it was one nothing, and then they they scored a, con- a controversial goal. I, I don't think it was a a goal by by any means. Uh, it was a, a clear foul on Rabiot uh, down the field, and uh, they went on went on to score. And uh, the referee didn't even have the the courtesy to check the VAR. So I don't know what what was going on there. It should have been uh, should have been reviewed and it should have been called back. But you know, the calls haven't been really going our way this year. But we had to still come out in the second half and and produce. Uh, Keza again scored a fantastic goal. Pass from DiBala right to Chiesa. Uh It went by Hernandez again, and he went to the bottom left corner. Two goals in uh, probably the biggest game of the season so far. And Chiesa uh, really, uh, really, uh, you know, get, left me speechless after that goal. It was uh, a wonderful goal, obviously because you has had so many bad signings of wingers in the past, of Bernadeskis to Douglas Costas, you know, all these guys that they bring in, and they don't really get the job done. And Chiesa coming from Fiorentina and trying to adapt to a new system, a new coach, and He's been uh, phenomenal this season for us. Then we made some substitutions. Uh, McKenney came on and he scored from a brilliant play by Kulosevsky. And uh, after that, it was all wrapped up. Uh, big three points from Juve. Uh, we're not out of the title race yet. There's still lots of time in the season for not only us, but for any team. Uh, you know, we have every team has more than 15 games still to play, and the, the league uh, is, is far from over. Um, we're still seven points back, but with a game uh, a game be, uh, in hand. So, you know, anything's possible from now. We just need to get some of these uh, key players back, like Moratas, the Sandros, and uh, try to try to see what we could buy in January. But for now, it's a big win from Juve, a big statement, and uh, we are showing the league that we're still here. Yeah, I agree with Joel. Uh, this is a big game. Juve had to come in and win. And uh, like Joel said, when Juve uh, face a big opponent, uh, a tougher team, a team that actually – uh, has the same desire to win just like Juve. We tend to outperform them and uh, show them who the the real team is, unless it's a Champions League final, of course. But uh, with that said, we came in. We were putting on the pressure. The beginning scared me a bit. Bantanker and Ramsey were horrible. I think they were. Uh, I think um, Ramsey forgot that he wears black and white now, and he stops wearing the the red jersey of Arsenal because uh, he kept playing uh, passes to Milan every, every play he had. Um, I think in terms of Dybala's performance, it was fantastic. Uh, I'm glad that assist went through, but the acrobats have to stop. I say it every week. I think uh, Enzo said earlier that Pirlo has uh, no system. Every time he watches Pirlo's Juve has no system. I think the system we have is uh, a 2002 Brazil national team. We're just doing flicks and tricks for fun, and it's good if it works. But when it doesn't work, we saw what happens uh, when Bentancur tried doing a flick and uh, it sent Milan on a breakaway. Uh, I think yes, is man of the match, like Joel said, but I think um, some of that no one's really talking about that needs to get credit is Wojciech Chesney. Uh, I think if it wasn't for him, Milan would have scored so much goals. He he really had to stop a lot of breakaways and a lot of clear-cut chances because of uh, errors from uh, Dilip, Banucci, Danilo, Bentenker, Ramsey. There was a lot of mistakes that we need to polish up. It was a great win. We out, we outperformed Milan, but Milan were, were in the game. It wasn't like we just thrashed them like Udinese. We uh we have to really uh sharpen our game still sharpen our tools and uh hopefully uh Pirlo gets a brain and plays the ball as the tricky stuff where Ramsey plays I think he'd be much better there 
uh, behind Morata and Ronaldo with Chiesa on one side and Cuadrado on one, uh, the other. Or if, or if we play four in the back of Cuadrado right back and Chiesa in front of him, I think that would work. Um, but other than that, we had a fantastic game. In terms of the, the Milan goal, I don't think it was a goal. There was a foul on Rabiot that wasn't called. But, uh, regardless, Danilo was out of position and gave, uh, Leal, uh, like 10 years to make a perfect pass. You know, it's not hard when the right back's playing, uh, right center mid and playing right cam. So, uh, I think we gotta sharpen up. I think the defenders need, uh, need to realize with all these results, we've been winning 3-1, 4-1, 5-0, you know, we gotta, to make sure the defense uh, gets humbled and know that they can't be playing uh, Cam and Striker. But there was one play, Banucci was playing right wing. Uh, was making me nervous. So I think the defense need to get humbled a little bit and make sure they uh, stay focused and the attackers uh, keep scoring the goals. But other than that, it was a great performance. Looking forward to the next game in Sassuolo. We got to keep clawing our way back until we're the, we're the champions. Focus on the Supercoppa now, Coppa Italia, Champions League. Uh, as in, we got to keep going. It looks like Enzo and Danny are speechless after my amazing speech. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I was picking something up. But, uh, yeah, well said. Uh, picking up the loss to Juve when we face you next. <sighs> and shall we all know what happened last time. You barely got out of their life. Let's be honest here. Yeah, but now we're a different team, Enzo. Yeah, for sure. We'll see. A couple of weeks, we'll see. Well, yeah, well said. Uh, Juve, I wouldn't... It's a little bit surprising. Obviously, um, Milan had a lot of guys out, so it wasn't too surprising. I saw it happening, but I really expected a draw, to be honest, on that match. At Juve, I believe they had Cuadrado and Alexandro out, if I'm correct. Amorata. Amorata. And Milan, I think they had Ibra, Benasser, Tonali, which in my opinion, Tonali's not going to lose. But uh, I think Benasser and uh, Ibra and Sally's makers are a huge, huge loss for Milan. They are a big part of what they do, so... Um, it was hard to see them gone. They did look very different. Obviously, Rebic too. He's an also an, an important piece because with Ibra out, Rebic is really the one you look to. Uh, him and Liao will probably be the only ones really going forward that will cause problems with uh, Chalnaglu uh, also supporting from behind. But uh, yeah, Juve were the better team. They all played Milan. And uh, Chiesa, I know Francesco always say he's going to step up in big games, and I agree but with that. Did. But he did, and he, he stepped up in a big way. So let's hope he continues. And you got quite a credit Chiesa. Hopefully in the Euros we see that too. That'll be nice. And uh, yeah, credit to Juve. Big win for them. And they'll be looking to make a push after a disappointing uh, start to the year. But now it looks like they'll be looking uh, forward because big win against Udinese. Obviously, it's Udinese, but four goals is still not easy to score in the Serie A. So 4-1 to one against them, 3-1 to one against Milan. So credit to Juve. But now moving on here. Hmm. I was going to say Napoli, Danny, we'll give you some more time. We'll talk about uh, Inter. Oh, don't worry, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah, I was, gonna, I was about to toss it to you, but I was like, you know what, we'll give you some time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Samp Inter, uh, it was uh, surprising, I guess. Um, and like we said, I think, Dan, did you say Lukaku was your um, most valuable player, too? Yeah, I had that, yeah. too. I heard did you say him, too, I believe? I think you said him, too, right? Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, so we all said it. And, uh, well, I think we can all agree here that uh, in this match we really uh, justified our statement because Lukaku did not play until, I think, the 63rd minute mark. And Inter yeah. of Lukaku are terrible. I just, I just can't get over it. Defensively. Battle, that's why. 
Yeah, for Chandler Todd, we're a good friend, so. <laughs> yeah, you love Lataro. All married couple. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we saw, um, that's why we chose him for RVP. Uh, clearly, Ufa Lukaku enters in the same team at all. You saw at the beginning of the year when he didn't play for a certain stretch. He didn't play until the sixth or third minute in the, in the last match against Sampdoria. And uh, it really showed why they struggled because Inter were not able to score at all, really. They, I think they scored like two minutes after they came on, I'm pretty sure. So <laughs> it's yeah. kind of funny how it works out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Vrij scored a goal for him. But yeah, Lukaku's uh, very vital to how the way Inter play, but let's give credit to Ranieri and uh, Sampdoria. Against Roma, I can see why it's very frustrating to play Sampdoria. They play 11 men back, but just the way they do it is so hard to score and so infuriating, and I can only imagine how difficult it is after they go up. So, Yeah, credit to uh, Ranieri. 2-1 win. They didn't even just draw. They won the match, which uh, yeah, surprised me. That's big points for Juve right there. Yeah, for Juve. So uh, Inter is disappointing, because, uh, especially because Milan lost. Uh, they could have made some big points there going forward, but Unfortunately, well, I don't really care to be honest, but uh, for Inter fans, unfortunately, they drop points there in the quest to win the Scudetto. A lot of people are picking them, to be honest. So let them let them let them uh, lose hope now because they're never gonna win it. Let let them be mad now, rather than the last day of the match day when they thought they could win the Scudetto. Uh, For chance, like a dictator on this podcast, the guys guys telling everyone their future. (laughs) I just find it funny how. Both players who scored for Sampdoria were it to play for it, yeah. Kandreva and uh, Kita Balde. Kandreva is still on loan. He's on loan to make her. And Kita, uh, Kita Balde was a former. Kita Balde played a good game. Yeah, he did. He was good. Yeah. Kandreva was alright. He scored, but Kita Balde, yeah, Joey. I feel like like he plays the same way every game. Like, it's nothing, like, special, but when he gets the assist or gets the goal, then, then that's when people talk about him. I feel like he's just consistent every game. It's. Either he, it just all depends if he gets an assist or a goal that we talk about. Yeah. I just want to ask you guys one by one. Do you think Inter can still win the Scudetto? I know it's only one loss, but. No. Do you think, no. oh, I guess Frances going first. Yeah. Frances, yeah. what do you think? Do you think it's like uh, this result or because you was going to pick up steam, Inter. a little bit of both? Inter, Inter never had a chance to begin with. Uh, Inter do this every year. They always have a nice, good string run of games. They sign uh, player X, player Y, whoever they sign. They have a, the, Conte as a manager. You know, they, they on paper they look like they're contenders for this with that though. And then I, I say this about every team. There's very little teams that have a winning mentality. It's like Napoli in 2017. They they were celebrating like they won the Scudetto before the Scudetto was over, and it bit them in the ass. Inter do it, Milan do it, every team does it. Lazio did it last year, every team does it. They celebrate too early, they they party. You, you have Arturo Vidal on the team. There's there's obviously, <laughs> I mean, there's obviously, obviously tension between Nangolan and Conte. Uh, Nangolan had the statements about Conte saying, uh, he didn't give me time, he didn't trust me. And when... when Conte is a very, very, uh, he, he is the dictator. If he doesn't like a player for whatever reason, it could be all, and then go on, I don't like your haircut, you're on the bench. If you don't like the player, you're not playing the player, regardless of the, the quality. I think Nangolan would be great at Inter, but Conte didn't give him the chance, now he's gonna get shipped back, uh, back to home to Cagliari, and, uh, it is what it is, but Inter, Inter don't have that winning mentality, they don't have the, 
Uh, Conte likes to make the excuse they don't have enough money. Well, they have the Chinese investors and they still don't have enough money. But uh, they uh, they don't have the quality of the depth of the team to go off. Handanovic is overrated. Half their team is overrated. It's all a bunch of misfits. Arturo Vidal, the Juve misfits. They have a, a bunch of Manchester United misfits, Premier League misfits. It's all it's a team of misfits. And when a team of misfits go, they're they're hungry for a competition. But the only thing they're ever gonna win is miraculously probably the the Europa League. And I don't even see them win, winning that because they had their chance last year. But uh, other than that, I don't think they'll. Uh, I think they'll finish maybe top five, top four, but no nowhere near the Scudetto. Yeah, these Inter fans are gonna eat you alive, bro. What? The? Yeah, that's gonna eat me alive. The only thing they're gonna eat. The only thing they're living by is that 2010 treble. I'll never come again in their history. Well, okay then. Well, uh, that was a strong take by Francesca. Uh, you went from complaining about the Fiorentina team going off with the team to <laughs> celebrating the Champions League, basically. <laughs> I, I I agree. I agree with Francesca to a certain. I think that they're still they're still obviously going to be there. They're only one point behind Milan. It's not like they're 20 points behind or or anything, but. When he said about Nangle, I think Nangle could have been a great fit for for Inter. Even Eriksson, you know, these are quality players that that could uh, that could probably start on every, any team in Serie A. Uh, especially, you know, Nangle a couple of years ago, we were saying it was probably one of the top ten midfielders in the world. So I think that in that aspect, I think he's right. But you know, I think they're still going to be there for the Serie A. They have, I think, they have a better all around team than Milan do. As you saw last night, Milan had no uh, uh, no bench at all. They brought in Maldini. They thought he was Ronaldinho. Came on and for now he did nothing. But uh, but yeah, I think Inter. So they're obviously still going to be in the uh, title uh, Serie A uh, talk. And uh, but when he said uh, about Nangalan and you know Ericsson, you know these are quality players that to win a championship is what you need. You need these uh, big guys that could come on and change a game. And you know if Inter selling them in, in in January makes no sense from my uh, from my view. Yeah, they're they're selling their their players instead of bringing in more players to to try to uh, compete. But uh, you know, even when he said about Europa League, Francesca, they're not in Europa League uh, this season. Oh, I forgot. Oh, so, sorry, Inter fans. I forgot. You were so shit. You got out of the Champions oh, again, the Europa uh, League. Yeah. Oh, my, uh. So uh, yeah, not even Europa League. They're, they're <laughs> so. so that's maybe why they're selling these players because they they probably want to just focus on Serie A with uh, these little players that they have. This little group that they have. So, uh, living his life right now. Oh my god! Oh, oh he's gonna make my ride look like a peaceful uh, treaty. Yeah. So obviously, Francesco's not an Inter fan, but uh... <laughs> we didn't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I still, I still think that Inter are, are in the top uh, to win the city this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Before I throw it to Dan, uh, yeah, I think it's still possible. The only one point behind, I think, uh, it's kind of. Tough to say this loss is the reason why they're not going to win. Uh, obviously, Juve, every team's had a bad game so far. Obviously, Napoli, Spets, we're going to talk about that soon. Uh, Juve, Fiorentina, Crotone, Benevento, t- three tough games for them. Us, uh, every big team uh, seems to smash us into pieces. Uh, and uh, well, so Sassuolo is never really going to win, to be honest. Listen, am I forgetting someone? Lazio, they're falling down the table every week. Atalanta. They're oh, Atalanta, they're just too inconsistent. They'll, and, they'll be a good team. Yeah, and uh, but uh, yeah, I think every team has a loss or a couple of matches like this every year. It's normal. It's going to happen. It's a city. Uh, I was talking before when uh, the bottom seven teams around there were all just complete garbage and wouldn't even put up a fight. Now, we have a Fiorentino can't score a goal against uh, 
Lecce in a in Serie B if they played right now uh, scored three goals against Juve and then, yeah it's just a mess you never know but these top teams are sorry these lower bottom teams are always tougher than the, the top teams at times so you gotta make sure you don't overlook them and I feel Conte resting Lukaku was uh, him overlooking them I know he tried resting Lukaku for Sunday against uh, Roma at, but uh, I don't know I think I should have brought him on earlier number one and number two just I'm told it's not an easy team to score against uh, if they saw I'm sure Conte looked at the Roma game and he would have, uh, if, well, if he did, I'm pretty sure he would have started Lukaku because uh, Sam just parked the bus every match, which uh, you got to do what you got to do to get points. But still, it's not an easy game to win, and you should have never overlooked it. But then, do you think Inter is uh, finished or still got to win? I still think Inter can, uh, they're only a point back, so I don't know how you, people yeah. can consider them finished, quote-unquote finished, uh, when they're a point back. And it helped too that Milan lost, so that's like it gives a little boost to uh, Inter. But I feel like the top four teams, those are going to be the top four teams that are going to compete for the Scudetto this year. I don't see Napoli coming back anytime soon. Uh, just like especially the way we've been playing as of late, I just don't see it at all. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the way we've been playing, even though we did get a good win against Academy. You have to carry that momentum over uh, to the next game, and. I don't see Swassolo being top, maybe top six, maybe, maybe top seven, but I don't see them being in a top five position by the time the end of the season comes. I just think Inter have some good quality players on the team. Um, like Lukaku can change a game. Barella is a great midfielder. They got a good defense uh, with Bastoni, Scrania, and Debray. It just all depends on their mentality. If they can get that mentality, uh, to, what I was going to say, like to continue winning these games. Uh they gotta pick up steam soon. Uh because Juve are coming up there, Roma are up there, Milan are top of the league. Uh and it seems like who knows if this loss can affect them because if it can then that opens up opportunities for a team like Inter, Juve, even Roma to snatch up that first place. Uh it's still a long season. We're only in January. The season doesn't end until May. So by the time mid April comes, late April, then you can consider teams finish or not. Baza right now, I still think it's a long marathon and it's not a sprint. And by the end of the year, uh, I feel like the top four teams are going to be the top four teams uh, to end the season as well. Yeah, well said, Dan. And I use the word finish because obviously on Twitter, uh, people like to overreact on that app. So uh, a lot of people are saying they're finished, which obviously I think we all disagreed with except for Chet. But They're finished before they even started. <laughs> I think Danny, Danny said it best. He listed all those players. You know what they all have in common? No, one of those players won a major trophy in their careers. Maybe Lukaku with that Europa League, you count that. But no, one of those players have won oh, a major trophy. Go. No one has experienced the feeling of winning, and they never will. Francesca is... Uh, I, uh, I got to put a leash on Francesca for now when I bring up Inter. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I mention Francesca and Inter in the same sentence, this guy springs out of his seat. <laughs> But yeah, I guess that's enough of the Inter talk before Inter fans uh, start hitting up Prince's personal account on Instagram. <laughs> so, uh, I'm quickly... yeah, Here we go. Prince wants all the smoke right now. Welcome uh, to Eighteen to thirty-six. Uh, quickly, I'm gonna go over some matches that uh, happened. That I'm not, not gonna really touch on too much. Uh, Torino Verona one-one draw. Torino now uh, looking better. They got that draw against uh, Napoli, which is surprising. They. Uh, beat, who was it again? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, was it Parma? I'm pretty sure it was Parma. They beat 3 nothing. Yeah. Uh, they yeah, drew Verona. Uh, Sassuolo, 
they avoided a disappointing result and uh, they came back and got a huge win against uh, Genoa Raspadori saving the day. So that, that was big for Sassuolo. Uh, Lazio beating uh, Fiorentina. Fiorentina almost made a late comeback, but Lazio managed to hold off. They needed those points because uh, lately Lazio's been uh, uh, not too good. We'll say that. Uh, Bologna Udinese had two two draw. Nothing much really to say there. It was actually a pretty good game, I heard, from what I was told. Arslan with the scoring in the 90th minute to tie it up for Bologna, so that was good to see. And, uh, yeah, it was a good match overall. Oh, why did I start about that? I meant to say Udinese, not Bologna. Arslan's going for Udinese, my bad. But, yeah, it was a good match day. We're going to end it off now here with, uh, you know, Danny and myself talking about uh, both Roma and Napoli. So, Oh, by the way, also, Benevento will be Cagliari 2-1. Benevento, round of applause, boys. Yeah. They have 21 points, I think, in a 17-18 season. Now yeah. they have 21 points right now. So. Yeah. Good, good job to uh, people on Taggy. Yeah. Doing well with that team. And I feel like, I think they're linked with a few players that can even help them get better. So who knows if they're going to... They can potentially, potentially finish, like, top 15. Like, top, maybe... Yeah, they're top ten right now, so yeah. Well. You know, another team having a uh, a great uh, season. Yeah, let's hear it. Spezia. <laughs> 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 okay, I will save that one for uh, maybe. Yeah, it's okay, Spezia, you guys lost the crypto in there, so I'm not going to be talking. Yeah. I tied to tied to them, yeah. So it's okay. It's okay, Dan. We all we all have those results. All right. Well, we'll get into that one. Soon. I know. I think Francesca's more uh, excited for the Napoli uh, thing than the uh, Juve against Milan. So, uh, yeah, we also had Atalanta murdering Parma. Parma lost two games now in a row, three nothing. So disappointing for them. Atalanta. What, what can you say? Gasparini's got a system that works, and uh, seems like whoever plays in what position, same outcome. So, uh, good job to Atalanta as well. Now Roma, Crotone. Honestly, not much to say. Pretty standard. Uh, we played well. Happy with the team's performance. Fonseca, we had a late scare that he might have COVID because uh, Tiago Pinto, our new uh, sporting director, came in. And he had COVID, and then it was negative, and then I guess he wasn't negative, and he met the whole team. So we all thought the whole team would be positive, and then they weren't because they got tested. And then everyone thought Fonseca was positive, and then at midnight he took a COVID test, tested negative, and then flew over to, well, not flew, but uh, took the bus over to Crotone, and then it was a big mess. But Good to see we're all good. He was there, played well. Mayoral, fantastic. Uh, I really like him off the bench. I feel like he has similar qualities to Jacko at times, but I feel like uh, he's more of a poacher than Jacko is, which I like because Jacko kind of plays deeper and creates for his teammates, while uh, Mayoral is more in the area looking to score, similar to an Icardi type. So um, I like Mayoral whenever he plays. He doesn't play too bad. People are hard on him, hard on him sometimes. So play five minutes and not score, and people will say, "Oh, why do we get this guy? Why don't what you expect him to do when we're up four-one, and he's playing five minutes into a game?" So yeah, congrats to him. Scored a banger from far out. So happy to see that. Uh, Mkhitaryan one goal, one assist. He's now leading the Serie A in assists with seven. He also has eight goals under his belt. So he's been having a fantastic season. Happy to see that. I think it's 15 points now in 16 games or something like that. So, um, really happy to see him. He's an older player and he's played almost, I think he played every game basically and almost 90 minutes every game. So got to give him credit there. He's been a workhorse for us and, uh, you're thankful to have him part of the team. 
Fortuna, not much to say about them. They just didn't do much, to be honest. They scored off a corner. It was a nice header to give him credit, but nothing much else to say about that. Uh, Roger Ibanez, another world-class performance. He came in huge. Paulo Lopez had a, two good games in a row now, so happy to see that. Uh, even though him and Mancini almost gave me a heart attack there for a second, but uh, thankfully it worked out. But yeah, moving on from Roma now, because against Cortona, not much else to say. We play Inter this weekend, good match. Looking forward to it. Let's see if one uh, second can break the stigma of uh, not being able to beat the big teams. I think we're, what, 3-17 and 17 or something against the big teams or something crazy like that. So not good, not a good record at all. So we'll see what we do against Inter. I'm not the most confident, obviously, going into it, judging off uh, the Napoli game and uh, the Atalanta game. The Juve game, I was happy with the performance. I feel like we're clearly the better team. Against uh, Milan, I was happy we found a way to get a draw, so those are two good ones. But other than that, it's been terrible against the bigger teams. Now, uh, Danny. <laughs> it's time, Danny. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I'm just going to say this straight up. It uh, was an absolute fucking embarrassment yesterday. <laughs> I'll start off by saying that. I was absolutely embarrassed by the end of the match. We started <laughs> off so good. Okay, the Insignia chance, whatever. You missed one chance, okay. But that chance, it's like, once Insignia missed that chance, the Malocchio came in and gave everyone playing for Napoli bad luck. And when you have a team with a talent like Insigne, Lozano, Politano, and Zolinski up front against Spezia, who was causing trouble. They were causing them trouble the whole game. Spezia's defense was didn't look good at all. And you can only concede what, and you only score one goal. It's absolutely embarrassing, man. And it's a, I, I'm gonna give Spencer the credit that they deserve. They, they hung in there. They said to Napoli, "We're gonna kick your ass," and they ended up kicking our ass after. Napoli dominated the whole game, and you get 29 shots on, just 29 shots in the game, which is first of all unbelievable to see that in a soccer game especially in the Serie A, where we all know it's more defensive, and to only get one goal, not that it could have been up 5 nothing in the first 20 minutes, but no, 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 our team's composure and our team's finishing went out the door, went out to Sao Paulo, it wasn't there, and it's embarrassing as a fan, because you guys, these are games that are, it boosts your confidence, uh, coming off a 4-1 win against Cavity, and then to playing Spezia, where you think, okay, this could be a game that we could win easily 2 3 nothing. No, you lose 2-1 after getting 29 shots. And I'm not going to blame Gattuso at all because it's not Gattuso's fault. These guys can't finish if they're life effing dependent on it last night. And a lot of people are saying, oh, maybe it's Gattuso's tactics. Gattuso did not do anything wrong. The only thing I could probably potentially blame is for him not making substitutions earlier because we brought in Petagna in the 56th minute or like the 53rd minute or something like that early in the second half. You got a goal a few minutes later off of a beautiful pass by Di Lorenzo. But then you get guys like Fabio Ruiz. He turns like a tow truck half the time. And I feel like I feel like as a Napoli fan, and I know a lot of people can agree with me with this, I think it's time we move on from him. Uh, he's not the player that we all thought he was going to be. He's not that Jorginho-type player that when we sold Jorginho and bought him, he's not it. And the kid shows quality sometimes, but most of the time he – turns like a tow truck and it's he's really slow with the ball he does stupid passes he can't play the cdm role he can't play that role beside bakayoko who i thought was a who played really good uh yesterday as well and then you get guys like insigne missing chances 
Lorente coming in, that guy, uh, he, that's another guy he should be sold to because when he came in, the team looked, uh, they looked lost. He, half the time he was looking to hold up the play and let a guy like Alma shoot, who also had a poor game as well. He should have scored that open net. But Lorente, you're a striker, man. You lived, I don't know how many goals you have in your career. I think over, I want to say over a hot, maybe 200, 250, maybe 300. Why are you trying to hold it up? Just turn and shoot. Well, it's not the time to make fancy. And that's why I feel like Napoli were trying to do. They were trying to get those easy FIFA goals that you sweat through, score. Just shoot the ball, man. When you're in the box and you have the chance to shoot, shoot it. Because good things happen when you put the ball on the net. And it showed because De Lorenzo did a beautiful ball, hard, low ball. But Daniel flicked it and it went in. And it's just, it's just embarrassing as a fan to watch a team get 29 shots and only score one goal and end up losing the match after. And I'm going to give uh, Spezia the credit that they deserve as well. Uh, Pobega, the guy's actually a good player, man. Uh, Milan have a good player in him. And uh, what's his, the striker, uh, Nizola? Guy's a good Nizola, player. Yeah. He's a good player for a team like Spezia. And I give them a lot of credit. They came into the, the Stadio Diego Armando Maradona. They took it to us. And Napoli, they need a for, they gotta regroup badly, uh, for the, cause they have a tough, it's not an easy match too against Udinese. That team can easily hurt us. And I feel like that game's gonna be closer than what a lot of fans expect because they have good quality players. And if you don't score your chances against Udinese, they're gonna hurt you because DePaul's a great player. Pereira is playing, uh, really good. They got guys like Lasagna that can hurt you as well. So, Napoli, they gotta regroup. They gotta find their, Mojo back because the last few games they've been terrible, terrible. I think Napoli have in the last I want to say five games. Yeah, against the last five games they have four points. That's not good if you're a team that's going to contend for the Scudetto, which I feel like we can because we have the talent and we have the players to contend. And I want to get this off my chest too, Mario Rui. Please pack your bags and get out, uh, or even just sit on the bench. Uh, every time this guy crosses the ball <laughs> in the box, it ends up uh, out for a throw-in, or it doesn't end in the box. And I'm not going to say, oh, Napoli should never play Lozano striker or right, ever again. I feel like Empatania is going to be a is a good bench player, but he should never start ever again for Napoli. He's a good player to bring off the bench because he's he brings that energy and he brings height too. That teams in the 60th minute, maybe early second half to like the end of the game. They don't want to defend because they're tired. And I like, I didn't mind that attack at all. Like the top, like the paper wise, I go, okay, Lozano up top, he can cause his team trouble because he's trick, he's got speed, he's a great dribbler with the ball, and he's, and he, I thought he could finish too sometimes. He's got seven goals, he couldn't finish yesterday in Senior 2. But I feel like Napoli need guys like Mertens, Kulibali, and Osiman to come back because they're bigger losses than what I, uh, like a lot of people think. Mertens, when he yes, he's up there in age, but that guy can score. Koulibaly is a great leader in the back, and he's just a workhorse the whole game. He doesn't give up, and he's just he's one of the best center backs in the world, and probably the best center back in the league. So right there, it's a big loss. And Napoli, if they want to be contenders for the Scudetto this year, which we're not right now, the way we've been playing, we're not. We'll be lucky to finish top four, maybe fifth this year, and. I'm not giving up on my team. I'm not going to say, oh, I hate this team. No, they should be relegated forever. I'm not saying that at all because that's not – we all know they're not, they shouldn't be relegated. They, they're not a team that should be in the relegation zone. There's just 
a lot of fans were furious with the result. And when you're mad about a certain result, you say some stuff that you regret the next day. But this team's not a Scudetto contender team. Uh, as of right now, I'm saying it right now, we should be aiming top four. Unless Napa can bring in a left back, bring in a guy like Zakani, or maybe even, God forbid, hopefully Papu, and also get uh, some, like a CDM. Uh, sell Ruiz and get like a guy kind of like a, um, I would say like a, just like an example, like a Marcus Lorente to come in and play a CDM role with uh, Bakayoko. Because on paper, Napoli have probably one, on paper, one of the best midfielders in Italy. But when they play, they look lost. And I'm going to give Zelensky a lot of credit. I feel like he's the guy that he can help that midfield become, he's a, the, our best midfielder this year. Hands down, Zelensky's been our best midfielder this year. And this guy, he's been taking the next step and he's shutting me up because I wasn't a big fan of him. But as of late, he's a great player. And I feel like Napoli need a new left back because I can't stand Rui. I, I, I to God, I can't stand him no more. And I just don't get why Gulam doesn't play because Gulam's a guy, when this guy is healthy, he could easily be one of the best left backs in Italy. The guy could cross, guy's got speed, the guy could defend, and he's. He's a left back you don't want to like. He's like a Teo Hernandez type, but that could defend. And for for now on, I, a lot of Napoli fans might disagree with this. I want to see Romani play. I do not want to see Maximovic. I want to see Romani play because I feel like Romani will be better than Maximovic. And this guy proves he can defend in the Serie A. He was Hellas Verona's probably maybe best defender last year behind Kubula. Maybe him and Kubula were neck and neck for best defender on that team. So. I want to see changes made in January. I want to see a left back come in. I want to see maybe a Zakani or Papu come in. And I'm not going to say, oh, we need a striker because we have guys like Batania that can score off the bench. Osiman, when this guy's healthy, he's going to be our starter. We have Mertens as well. I just want to see guys who can help create plays and also maybe a CDM, a new CDM, sell Ruiz and bring in a guy like a Lanter or something to like help. But as of right now, I'm not giving up on my team. I'm not saying we're finished right now. But just the way we've been playing as a late, we shouldn't be talking about finishing first. We should just be focusing on finishing top four. And then maybe in the summer, make changes. And then we'll see what the changes that are made, potentially, if we make it. Then we can see. But as of right now, we're just a top four side. We're not, we shouldn't be talking about potentially uh, winning the Scudetto. Because as, unless not to go on a big tear and they find like they make changes or something or just go on a big massive run and we have teams like Juve, Inter, Roma and Milan drop points and we're there at the end of the year. We're not a Scudetto contender. We're just a top four team and a lot of changes should be made soon. So hopefully that happens. And hopefully just saying this as of right now to conclude, we pick up our pants, we keep our heads up high and we destroy Udinese or even just win. Get like a nice two nothing win against Udinese. Get back on the right track because we have big games coming up. And if we continue to play like this, those games are just a wash, and I'm not going to be looking forward to it. Yeah, well said. I feel like we all had our uh, little licks in this podcast talking about uh, our teams here. Uh, Danny, uh, we can feel your frustration coming out of the mic. Yeah, I'm. But, uh, I'm tired now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dan, I hope I hope to wake you up. Uh, unfortunately, you were saying you want a left back, you want a midfielder. I, I don't think that's uh, possible. Uh, after I watched that game, you guys can't even upkeep your grass in the stadium. Poro Spino was standing in a mud pile. I think that needs to be uh, 
doesn't help. It doesn't help. There's a storm in Napa for like the last few days, so you can't, you can't, you can't just say, "Oh, you're the pitchers." You have to take into consideration it's a downpour. It was a storm. There was, there was buildings. Uh, there was floods in the streets of Napoli uh, prior to the game, so it's not our fault. Uh, it started raining. But, it, but, but it's okay because uh, French air predictions, you know, always comes true. I said it every year, it's in the Napoli's annual slump, and uh, we'll see if they bounce back against Udinese or continue the slump. <laughs> Francesca loves throwing little shots in there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, guys, anything else to say before uh, we wrap it up? Anyone want to jump in? Just, oh, I, think, I don't think I've said enough. Yeah. Well, I already have the Napoli uh, oh, oh, I, I can go on for days, but I just don't want to make this like a two-hour podcast. <laughs> Joe, how about you? Anything else? You good? Uh, from Napoli, uh, you know, I agree with Dan that they have to get they have to get a new left back. I think Mario Rui has been there for too long now. I think that they have to, to you know, get someone, new, get someone new in. But I'll, I also think that Napoli have too many. They have the Insignes, the Mertens that, you know, they're practically almost the same player. Then you got Patania, Lorente, you know, the two big uh, guys that you could cross the ball in and something could happen. You know, the midfield Zelinski and, uh, you know, Ruiz, you know, they're not really the same player, but, you know, they, one game they go off, one game they don't. So, you know, they have to, they have to really, uh, do like a, not, not a rebuild, but, you know, they have to start looking at young players, you know, bring them in, yeah. uh, make them play more, you know, they can't always keep playing these, the same system, the same players every, every game, you know, one game give Rui a chance, the other game, Bring in uh, a young a young left back that could uh, get game time, you know, a center back right. instead of doing Manolas and Maxinovic and Kulabari every game. Do do maybe uh, bring in that young guy. You know, they brought they brought that young guy from Hellas Verona. And since he's been on Napoli, I've never seen him play a game. <laughs> Me neither. I, I'm I'm just they have, start, they have to start, you know, taking chances and trusting uh, these new players that they bring in, these young players, and uh, you know, it's like Juve with the with, with the signings we made, you know. We're not talking about Chiesa because he was already a, a proven scorer and a player for Fiorentina, but for Weston McKinney, you know, we gave him time. We, we started him. We bought him right away. People said that, uh, you know, it was the wrong move signing him because we just bought him because he was American. But the first game, he, he was a starter in front, in, instead of Benkakur and Ramsey and players that were there, you know, seasons before. We gave him a chance. And now a couple months later, he's probably our best midfielder that I we have. So. So you have to give players uh, a chance to to play, and I think that's what Napoli has to do too. Yeah, no, I just I just feel like once we couldn't replace the likes of Hamshik and Jorginho properly, and I know this is gonna it sounds bad, like it, but I feel like once Hamshik left and once Jorginho even left, uh, say I feel like Napoli just went down because those were two key players that played with their hearts, that played for the badge, and I feel like. A few of these players on this team, I'm not going to mention who, but a few of these players are just going to play for the contract. They're just playing for money. And it's just, it's just sad because a lot of these players I've played in the past, like Hamshake and stuff, this guy's been here for the thick and fit and he would die for Napoli. And just the way he, we let him leave like that, I just feel like once he left, our team started, declining a little bit and we're not the same team that we were two three years ago and I feel like Gattuso's trying to get Napoli back to that pedestal where they were like finishing top two they were exciting to watch 
but I just feel like I, I feel like a lot of these players are just like they don't have it in them to have that mentality to be a winner. And I feel like the only players on this team that could potentially have that mentality to win would be Insigne, Mertens, and Koulibaly. I don't see it in the rest of the guys, but I see it in those three guys that you could tell that they want this team to do well. The rest of the players, when the team loses, they're uh, whatever. But you could tell when that, like those guys are on the field, like Insigne, Koulibaly, and Mertens, when they're pissed off that something's not going right, you could tell they're they're trying to do what's best for the team and not what's best for themselves. So hopefully Gattuso teaches these guys at the end of the day, it's not about who's got the most goals in the league, uh, who's got the most assists, who's making the most money. It's about what doing what's best for the team and what's best for the city. Because these Napoli fans, uh, they can all agree. These Napoli fans on Twitter, in Napoli, around the world, they will die for their team. And they want to see the players die for that team as well. So if you're not doing that, then you're not a big fan favorite in the in the team. In the around um, like I say maybe around the fans. So I just feel like Napoli they need to change their mentality and they need to be have a better mentality. Go in there and don't even say, Oh, let's play for play for us. Play for the badge. Play for the city. because these guys the Napoli suffered a lot over the past few years. And Without, like, they always look towards soccer to not distract, but not take away, like, just to distract them away from what's going on in the world. Take their mind off it. Yeah, take their mind off of what's going on. And the fan base, yes, we all may not have the same opinions with, uh, all have the same opinions, but we all are one big community and we would all die for each other. Like, we would die for Napoli. And, we all want what's best for Napoli, and I hope, hopefully, this was just a, just a game that okay, it's just an unlucky game, which every club has. But it seems like when Napoli have one unlucky game, it carries over to two, to three, to four. Yeah, so hopefully, yeah, everyone, if you guys have a slump too in Champions League. You guys can't win anything, so we <laughs> all have slumps. Hey, so, we're there. Yeah, you guys could be there, but at the end of the day, there's only one winner. No one remembers the losers. No one remembers the finals. They just remember who won the finals. And hopefully, against Udinese, Napoli can get back on the right track and head towards uh, finishing top four. And hopefully, they surprise me and shut me up and finishing even top three. So let's hope for the. I just hope for the best uh, to end 2021 through 2021 to end the season and. If not, then there's going to be a lot of changes happening in the summer. Do you, do you yeah. see, you know, I'm not going to say it's going to continue like this, but, you know, just say Napoli ends the season off with eight, even nine losses to the season. They they finish again out of the, the Champions League position. Yeah. Do you think that uh, they'll fire your uh, Gattuso? No. And do you, and do you think uh, that maybe a guy like, oh, I'm not going to say he's going to come back, but like uh, maybe a guy like Sadi or Allegri could come in and uh, – you know, maybe change it around for you guys. I think because I know, I know I'm. I don't know about maybe top four. If Napoli finish top four, I can see Gattuso staying a, a few another year or so. But if they if they say they have a disaster year, they don't even fit. Say they finish six, but with no Coppa Italia, no Super Cup, Super no Cup. trophy, no trophies this year. I can see Gattuso uh, getting fired. But at the end of the day, it's. 
for me, I don't feel like Gattuso did anything wrong for this match. There's a few times, yeah, he's been outcoached, but that's every coach gets outcoached at one point. But I think at the end of the day, if Napoli don't play like they can, because when Napoli play like they can, they can beat anyone. I'm not, I'm yeah. convinced don't beat anyone because that's the way we are. When Napoli are crap, they're crap. And I think at the end of the year, if Napoli don't do anything special, like win, a, say, win the Europa League, win the Coppa Italia, or even win the Super Cup, Copa, I think the Super Cup and Coppa Italia, they ha, he, they has to, he has to win for him to remain. But if he doesn't win anything this year and we finish, say, six, I don't see him coming back next season, which is sad because I love Gattuso as a coach. I love him as a player. I love his passion. I love how he takes blame for everything. He could be, Napoli could coach, he could coach the perfect game and Napoli could lose one nothing. He'll be like, well, it's my fault because I didn't teach them. I didn't tell them to do this on this play. Like he'll blame on, he'll take the blame for himself, which I, I love because there's some coaches we all know in the league that they can't uh, take the blame. They, they, they just say, oh no, the, the, my team played like garbage and that's why we lost. But Tuesday takes it, takes it on, on itself, which, I love and I love that he's passionate and he gets he tries to get the best out of these players. So hopefully this game was a wake a huge wake up call and it puts Napoli back on the right track and hopefully we can end the season on a good note. Which if we can, if we can play like we can, I think we can, but we'll see. Only time will tell. All right, well, time to wrap it up, boys. We had a good pod today. We all got our like I said before, got got our licks in, we all got to uh, especially Dan, you got to pour his heart out after that uh, disappointing result for Napoli. Uh, like you said, they played with Inez this weekend, so we'll see uh they can bounce back. Juve look like they're on track right now. Roma Inter, exciting match. Uh, Atalanta has been uh, doing really well since that win against us. So, uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Uh, go check us out on all of our social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at Six Side Calcio. And we're looking forward to speaking to you guys next week. And, yeah, ciao, ragazzi. Have a good one, guys. Bye, guys.